We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Thursday morning, Oxford Exxon podcast, Chase Park, Neil McCready, Clark Ford studio here with you. We'll get Jeffrey Wright on the horn in just a couple minutes as we do every single Thursday. Good to see everybody back in the stream after a one day hiatus there. We'll talk some college basketball, some Super Bowl, and uh, it was a big NBA trade last night. Kevin Durant headed to the uh, Phoenix Suns, so that and more on tap. You are obsessed with the NBA. I am. I bring you it up are. a lot. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, you I'm navigating us through these mm-hmm. waters. Unbelievable. I haven't seen a message board thread yet, so I'm still going. Okay. So we'll see. But a lot of stuff on tap today. Ole Miss uh, back in action on Saturday. I think it's a noon tip. Is that right, Neil? South Carolina yes. from the pavilion for uh, returning that is home. correct. After beating Georgia on uh, on Tuesday night. So, again, recap some stuff. Tennessee with a loss last night. Vanderbilt knocking them off on a last-second three-warner at, the, uh, at the buzzer. Interesting stuff there. And then Alabama being an absolute buzzsaw again. Beating Florida in Tuscaloosa when Bama's twenty one and three, eleven and zero. Yeah, yeah. I I told you right before we started. I turned. I was watching Iowa State West Virginia just because I was. I turned it on at like seven forty five, waiting for Alabama to tip off at eight, and then got really into the Iowa State West Virginia game that was going long. And when they finally switched over when that game ended, it was forty to fifteen already. And I went okay. Well, that's. That's that, and then you uh, you move on. So if anyway, the, if the tournament started today and it doesn't, um, South Carolina and LSU would be tied for the last seed. So I guess they'd have to figure out some sort of tiebreaker there. Ole Miss would be securely in the twelve. Okay. Uh, Georgia and Mississippi State would be tied for the eleventh eleven spot. Twelve plays the thirteen. Yes. So Ole Miss would play either LSU or South Carolina on the first night of the tournament. Correct. So the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know about the lunch specials, the ribs. Take care of dinner tonight. If you're coming to town over the weekend, stop in, fuel up, check out the convenience store. Tons of different options. Hot case, 
desserts, side items, and more. And next door at the Oxford Crystal, the uh, the Sunrise Combo is still going on. That's five ninety nine. Just the Sunriser, it's two ninety nine. They're using the the, uh, the round sausage, the bigger sausage now. It's a better deal than you got so in the past. So take advantage of that as well. Two ninety nine there at Oxford Crystal. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 that number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Uh, got some guests coming your way, including Jeffrey, here in just a, uh, a minute or two, I think. Uh, They'll all join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, Andy Ludeke can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. Got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or uh, contact Andy anytime at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Yeah, those last night, Vanderbilt 66, Tennessee 65. That Alabama game that I mentioned ended up being 97-69, to 69, the final in that one for the Todd over the Gators. Florida now six and five in the SEC, and as Neil mentioned, Alabama eleven and zero, and LSU losing again. They were in Starkville last night. State sixty four fifty three last night over the uh, the Tigers. So just yeah. to recap inside the uh, the league is Jeffrey ready? You mentioned Vanderbilt, right? I did. Yeah, sixty six sixty five. That was a great. A, uh, that was a great game. I just, like I said, I only I saw like the first five minutes, and then I saw the last shot, and I know nothing. Like Vanderbilt's sort of in coach purgatory. They don't really They're like five and six. They it's don't really terrible. like him. No, and he's not getting them to the tournament. And he lost six non cons. But they don't suck. And he gets just had he just enough been decent the non con, they would actually be in the yeah. conversation. No, they'd be in the mix. Instead, they are not. But I don't know that you can fire him. I don't think you can. I mean, they lost to Memphis, Southern Miss, St. Mary's, VCU, Grambling. And North Carolina State. I mean, most of those are pretty respectable, but you can't lose a Grambling. I'm checking with Jeffrey before we just start dialing numbers. Make sure he's good. Okay. They have a one. They they beat Pitt by by one. I don't know why I'm looking at that. See what's on Saturday, just for any of our own. Might be uh, a big day in Memphis for him today because the trade deadlines today in the NBA. I think it's at three o'clock. So are they expected to do something? He's on air when it hits. I don't, know if, I don't know if they're expected to do something. I think we'll talk to him in a minute. I mean, there's the thought they might do something. Well, there's a new contender in the in the West this morning. There he is. And so you have to figure out whether you're Where ready you to address stand. it. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, South Carolina at Ole Miss, as mentioned. Kentucky at Georgia. Alabama at Auburn on Saturday. Vanderbilt at Florida. They must win if Florida has any hope left. They have to beat Vanderbilt in Gainesville. The person you are trying to reach is currently unavailable. He's currently unavailable, apparently. Please yes. leave a message after the tone. When you have finished. Missouri at Tennessee. Mississippi State at Arkansas. And then A&M in Baton Rouge. Those are your seven games on Saturday. 
He said he was ready. He's just not going. He said he was. Yes, we'll figure it out. Okay. I mean, at this point, what's a what's a day without some some, sort of issue? Some sort of technical issue. Well, the new screen's pretty fancy. We got up. Our our viewers can't see it, but you have basically a control center now at your disposal. I do. That appears to have audio levels on it too. It does. I mean, it's 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 quite fancy. I mean. There's a lot of sarcasm out there, but look, we try. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? I am well. How about yourselves? We're good. We're good. Just uh, explaining that, you know, I had technical issues yesterday. Some people were smart ass about it, which is par for the course, but. No, not on the internet. But there's effort there, you know. There may- Can you turn my headset down just a touch? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Well, now you're getting it from your co-host. It was really loud. Mm-hmm. And, and not only that, I mean, he comes in here, and the first thing he starts talking about is the NBA. And I'm like, you, you're you creating this issue. Now, he's kind of Teflon because he's their guy right now because he wrote the book, and their team, the team he covers won the national title. And everybody kind of loves him right now. But if he's going to keep bringing up the NBA on a daily basis, that love's going to dissipate fast. Or is that the ultimate test? I have four things written on my little notebook over here, and Kevin Durant is one of them. I'm just saying. That was going into today. So, If all of a sudden the good old Miss folks decide, you know what I'm really getting get into now? The NBA. The NBA. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know that he's truly untouchable at that mm-hmm. point. I will start with college baseball, basketball, Jeffrey. If <laughs> we if, have to? Yeah, because I have a question. We did Chris right. Beard last week. If he's completely cleared from the NCAA, don't you have to hire Will Wade? Neil might have more info on this. I, I think I've heard that in Wichita State kind of supposedly got a deal locked up with him. So I talked to two people in Baton Rouge yesterday, and I'm sorry, Baton Rouge. Yeah, Baton Rouge. Um, I don't think he has anything lined up. And I'll tell you this: this is what I was told. Both of these people know him well. Neither one of these people are him. I've not okay. talked. I've not talked to Will Wade, but I've talked to people. I've you now have talked, talked to Will. Wade. I've now talked to three people who are close to Will Wade, who know Will Wade, and who have talked to Will Wade this week. And the idea of getting into the SEC and shoving something so far up LSU's ass is in, is intoxicating to him. Wichita State is not in the SEC. It's not, nor will it probably ever be. My guess is that it will never be. I, I, I'm not a big never or ever person, as you know, but I feel close to going almost never on Wichita State. Listen, I, I, I'll but say it. There's, I, something, I, there's something Ole Miss will never have. That's Coke money. And I don't mean Coca-Cola. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. He's He's got a decision to make. He's going to have options. I am, look. Maybe everyone's wrong, but you know, we've been down this road before too. We we all do reporting. We all talk to people. You all work on things. When everybody that you talk to sort of associated with something says the same thing, at some point you have to listen. It doesn't mean that it's always true, that it's always going to come to fruition, but when everybody associated with it says he's not going to get a show cause, then he's probably not getting a show cause. Well, I don't understand why everyone's having a tough time believing this. Has any coach, has any coach in the IRP gotten a show cause? 
if they oh, have no, if they have it's, Jeffrey, it's, I can't think of it. Any, it's any head coach. I need to say that correct. I think I believe there have been some assistants that have gotten one. Yeah, they've hammered a couple of assistants where they had basically the feds with their stuff, but they haven't. Look, I, I don't think he's going to get a show cause. If he gets a show cause, I'll come back and go, hey, I was wrong, and everybody that I talked to was wrong. But I don't, at this point, I don't expect that they're going to get a show cause, and I don't think LSU's going to get hit very hard. I think they might get a scholarship, might get some visits taken away. What I kept hearing consistently yesterday was they just don't have the smoking gun on them. And I know Ole Miss people lose their minds on this, and I don't feel like relitigating the Ole Miss NCAA case. It's it's a long time ago. I'm tired of talking about it. I, I'm I'm. It's exhausting, frankly. Um, you can't do it without having some. At this point in my life, if I'm going to talk about the NCAA thing, I'm going to get personal with some people. So I don't really feel like doing it. Um, There's also an element with Ole Miss, and I'm not saying this makes anyone feel better, but like just have some contextual some contextual understanding like we don't try anyone for witchcraft anymore but we did kill people in salem for being witches you know what i mean like there are like you you happen to have your number called at like the worst period you did and 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 here's the thing even though it wasn't much money they found the money it was well and yeah they did but like but also like just look at the, the the period of time that it was it's post Miami, in which they the NCAA just got absolutely embarrassed, and it's it's pre the courts absolutely just neutering them. Like yes, yeah. it sucks that your number was called then, but that was when your number was called. But what everybody says attached to that LSU thing is that they just don't have the smoking gun. This is not just media; it's some media, but it's some others too, and they don't they they just don't have the smoking gun. Yeah, they've got him on tape talking about Javante Smart, but they've... Allegedly. They've basically... Yeah, allegedly. they But they've basically done a cavity search on Javante Smart, and they can't find the money. So they're not going to get him. It's, I, here's my deal. I don't think Chris Beard is going to be hireable because I don't think his case is going to be cleared by March the 10th, 11th, 12th. I think Will Wade's going to be hireable. And I think if you're Ole Miss, you can make this thing really complicated. Or you can just do the simple thing, and that's hire the guy. Okay, so let's let's have the conversation. Because just like you said, we all, you know, we all have people we talk to. And it's not even for me. It's not necessarily for reporting. Like, I don't have a reporter. You know, I don't have the title of being a reporter. It's mainly just I do, contrary to popular belief, try to know what I'm talking about when I talk about it. So I've got my coaching buddies. No one thinks very highly of him and not and not out of jealousy. Like everyone I know does not think he's a good coach. And everyone I know thinks that like he's been in situations where it's been very easy to get players. There has been the concern of if he's at a job like Ole Miss, where it has been historically proven difficult to get players, no one thinks very highly of him. Okay, so here are his records. My my friend Andy Kennedy always says you are what the numbers say you are. So mm-hmm. let's go over his numbers. He was the head coach at Chattanooga in 2013 and 2014. He went 40 and 25 combined, 27 and 7 in the Southern Conference. He left to go to VCU. It was a really good job. He replaced Shaka? He replaced Shaka, yes. Okay. At VCU, he went a combined 51 and 20, 
28 and 8 in the A10. He went to uh, the round of 32 when he lost in the first round. Those were his two records at VCU. He then goes to LSU. At LSU, he went 18 and 15, 8 and 10, NIT second round. 25 and 5, 15 and 2, Sweet 16. 21 and 10, 12 and 6, but we had to kill everything because COVID was killing all the players. 19 and 10, 11 and 6, round of 32. 22 and 11, 9 and 9, made the tournament. So 105 and 51, 55 and 33 in the SEC. Three uh, again, I don't have I don't have the numbers of like most people will tell you Chattanooga in its conference isn't a bad job. You know what I mean? Like I don't sure the problem the the thing that I hear is at Chattanooga and VCU didn't stay very long. And you know what I mean? Like and that's that Well, he left Chattanooga for a better job. He left VCU for a better job. Correct. So I'm not, I'm not gonna count that against him. So I'm the only pushback that I have is I think he's had good situations where the roster has been kind of ready-made and at LSU at LSU, particularly at that point in time, everyone is committed to getting players. I'm not convinced that at Ole Miss, he can get players. Oh, it's the question. But if, Hey, look, here's the deal. If, if Will Wade can't get players at Ole Miss, nobody well, can. The, the question is why are you, why are you playing basketball? Yeah, nobody can. Is that that far? I mean, I'm really playing devil's advocate. Is that really far above LSU's baseline, though? They're not a bad basketball job. They've been to the Final Four in the last 15 years. That, no. That's kind of my deal. Is like, has like, he exceeded expectations? I don't know. You know, I talked to someone in Baton Rouge yesterday who said they battle some of the same stuff that you battle here, which is football's king, obviously, and then you've got the baseball fanaticism and before everybody loses their mind over this, it's not a criticism. It's just, but but Neil, how many more NBA players have played at LSU? Oh, a ton. But I mean, it's, it's Shaq and, and, and big baby. And those guys, I I was trying to, I was trying to remember Chris Jackson's new name, but 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 like, uh, yeah, there's a documentary on him. Mahmoud Uh, Abdul Rauf, I think. Yeah. Uh, but like even think off his teams, like, you know, Trenton Watford's playing NBA basketball. He wasn't even like a name at LSU. Like, I think he's he had three or four NBA guys. Like, I yeah. I, I think maybe at a certain level, people basketball coaches will complain about being at LSU because it's not a basketball job. I will not listen if if I'm the Ole Miss basketball coach and I hear someone at LSU complaining about how tough the job is. I would literally tell you to go eat bricks. But here's the thing: if Will Wade, and the thing that people say about Will Wade is that he brings his own NIL. That he can raise NIL, he's got the contacts and the agent shoe community, all that stuff. He can bring his own NIL. He can get players wherever he goes. Okay. Okay, if he can get players wherever he goes, maybe he's not the best floor coach of all time. But, guys, I've been on this beat for 15 years. If you offered the LSU results that I just gave to Ole Miss people, people would be head over heels in love with basketball. Listen, I'm telling you, if that is indeed the case, then go make the hire. I just wonder in this day, and here's one thing I do know for a fact about Will Wade. No one sells Will Wade better than Will Wade. Well, that would put two coaches on the Ole Miss campus who were in that boat. So, Because Lane Kiffin, there's no bigger Lane Kiffin fan than Lane Kiffin. Correct. And I'm not, it's not a criticism. It's just the way it is. I mean, so the whole, well, we can't have, we can't have, a, we can't have a narcissist on campus. You've already got one. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in terms of, I got to know, I, I don't, I don't even care from a narcissism perspective. The coaches, 
I think you probably have to be a narcissist to be a coach. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm talking yes. about trying to figure out whether or not it's true that he, quote unquote, brings his own NIL. That's what I got to figure out. Yeah, I mean, you have to sit down and figure all that stuff out. But look, at some point, whether it's a coach bringing it or the alumni bringing it or whoever, if you're going to compete, if you're serious about it, hell, this is this way in baseball. If you want to compete in baseball, you got to have NIL. So you, you got to figure it out. I mean, that's my thing is if I'm if I'm Keith Carter when this is all said and done, and look, he's he's back channeling now. I've I've got to know who are these guys. But if I'm not hiring Will Wade and I can, who am I hiring? Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm totally fine. If they want to go do that, by all means go ahead and do that. I I'm just telling you, listen, I learned from the best. This is this would be the hand raise guy. Oh, for sure. Because I do feel like a lot of times when we have these conversations about these coaches, no one sits there and goes, well, what's the negative? Like with, with Will Wade, it feels like the negative is only like, well, you're hiring Will Wade. It's like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I think there are some negatives. Like, I don't think he's a perfect basketball coach. No, I mean, I, I, the, the evidence is he's not a great floor coach. The, uh, the evidence is that he gets a lot of people don't like it. Look, the NCAA wanted him bad. They went after him. I mean, they they went in. They brought. At this point, though, that's honestly the least of my concerns. Yeah, they went into the VCU stuff in the LSU case. I mean, they desperately tried to get him, and they just couldn't get him. And so, or it appears that they're not going to get him. Maybe I'll be wrong. Um, I would bet. I would bet that they're not going to get him. It certainly sounds like they're not getting him. The hearing. The reason that the buzz is coming out this week is that the hearing is this week in Dallas. It's close to wrapped up, and. So far, the consensus among people who have been involved in it and following it is that it is going Will Wade's way. Well, I mean, they didn't get Sean Miller. Yeah. And frankly, they had more, quote, goods on him than they did on on Wade. I mean, I'm not the big Will Wade advocate. I don't know that I've ever met the guy. Um, I guess I've met him in, like, press conference settings, but I don't, I've never had a conversation with him, to, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, I just, if Will Wade wants the job, I think you could make this argument. I think this argument would be fair to say. If he wants the job, there's probably no other point in time where you're going to be able to hire Will Wade. It's the Lane Kiffin argument. Correct. If Lane Kiffin doesn't have anything going on, you never hire him. You, he's never He never even listened. He doesn't take your call. But he was at FAU because he'd had the thing at USC and he'd been to Alabama and Kind of left there a little unceremoniously, obviously, and he goes to FAU and he's winning. He was, and, take the, he was going to take the LSU coordinator job, and then Saban had to get him out of the SEC. Yep, that's right. The head. So you know, I mean, you you're you're never as as at Ole Miss, and at least at this point in time, you're never just going to go launch a coaching search and go, hey, we're going to go hire the best guys. We're just, we're, we're going to come steal your your top ten coach. You know, you're not going to pick up the phone and, and call. I don't even can't think of an example. The guy at Purdue, Matt Painter, and go, hey, you want the Ole Miss job? No, of course not. So you got to figure out whether it's him. And if, and if it's not him, here's the thing. If, if you don't hire Will Wade and you end up hiring Dusty May at FAU and it doesn't work out and Will Wade goes someplace and wins big, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty and all of that, but you look sort of bad. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, the question will be the question will be 
does it become public that you could have hired Will Wade? Like to me, like, you know, I mean, think back to, you know, this is true. Like Ole Miss before they hired Ed Orgeron could have hired Bobby Petrino. Yep. But they bungled, they bungled that. And no one really like of all the, of all the criticism Pete Boone gets, no one really criticizes him because he could have hired Bobby Petrino. I was in Mobile at the time. I remember, I know the booster in, in question had that deal done. Isn't Correct, that, isn't that crazy? He, he said he, he didn't want to interview. Didn't want to interview. I'll be like, That's fine. Here's the job. Well, and then, but then Pete had him. You know, Pete was going to go to, or is it San Francisco? He was going to go get Dennis Erickson. And then he didn't like that Dennis Erickson had an attitude. Kayat didn't yeah, like the attitude. It was Kayat. Yeah. didn't like the attitude. Yeah. Well, we're out here, so let's just fly down to LA. It's literally, what do you got, Pete? It's literally what happened. <laughs> He got tired of doing it. He was like, let's just get this over with. Let's just hire the, hire the next guy. He'll get some players. <laughs> and he did. He did. He didn't get some players. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's, that's, you see what I'm saying? Like, I understand, you and I, you and I and Chase can understand what went on in the decision making. But does the general public, does your customer base understand that? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many names get brought up in a, you know what I mean? Like how many, because that's the thing. Everyone gets their number one choice. So, you know what I mean? Like how many people, how many people could you have had? Like, well, let's use a more recent example. When Ole Miss hired uh, Hugh, they could have hired Kirby Smart. Kirby wanted the job. That doesn't really get held against anyone. You know what I mean? Well, Hugh really loved Ole Miss. That's true. I mean, he really did. That's true. He's, you know, he's, he was missing. We lose him. No, I was just thinking because they only, they only interviewed publicly Freeze and Fedora, right? When that like the thing that last time? Supposedly. Yeah, right. The Fedora thing was just to give him a smoke screen. No, remember they didn't actually interview Fedora because remember Fedora Fedora was on the record telling someone I don't want anything to do with that mess. Yeah, because he took the Carolina job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Look, they hired Hugh Freeze in October. That's not true. They it ran is. a national search. <laughs> it's true. They hired him in October. It's like Tommy Tuberville coached the entire nineteen ninety. Eight season or whatever at Ole Miss as Auburn's coach. I'm I'm fairly convinced that deal was, that deal was done like in August. I, you didn't I, get it in August. What happened? Wasn't good me, enough. It took me a minute. I was okay. not good enough. I got it like on November the seventh. Well, didn't didn't you end up talking with him at one point and he asked you, he's like, "What do you think about the Auburn job?" And you're like, "It's a good job, but I think the LSU job's better." I'd wait well, a year. Well, it was the, near the end of it. And we had a conversation where he said he needed me to put out another denial. And I said, I can't. And he said, why? I said, because it's just not true. And I can't do it anymore. And, and I said, I, I, I know too much. And at that moment, there was like the silence on the phone. And he goes, well, what do you think about the office job? <laughs> and I told oh, him the truth. I said, it's a good job. I think you're taking a risk because I think you could wait one more year and get the LSU job, which is a better job. Was It was then. It is now. It was a better job. And a year later, I think he it, he tried to get the I, LSU job. I still wonder. I do think what as much as LSU people hate Saban and and like they they have this weird like measuring contest with Saban. 
I do think they owe him a debt of gratitude because he got their he got their ish in order. Yeah, for sure. Because like I think I think at that point in time, LSU had been proven to be the quote unquote sleeping giant of untapped potential, but no one had figured it out. Yeah, they'd had a series of bad hires. They had a coach who died in a plane crash, and then they had some they had some hires that were just kind of mediocre and they were slipping into being this program that should be really good, but instead was kind of on the positive side of mediocre most years and their fans were getting pretty frustrated and they brought Saban in there and you know the rest. Well, like, like let's think about it. Like what was Donardo's best year? Like nine and three or whatever I, at that time. I, don't I know, can't remember some, something along those lines. Who was before Donardo? I can't remember. Hallman. 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 Yeah, he didn't do jack. Bad, bad, bad hire. Then is it before that? That's the plane crash, right? See that there's Stovall was before that maybe. Leonardo went seven and four, ten and two, nine and three, four and seven, two and eight. Ooh, two and eight at LSU. Bet that wouldn't go over very well. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh and seven in the SEC. Whew. I think that was the year I went down. Da- uh, Blair, Dad, and I went down, and Romero threw up on the sideline right in front of us. That was that was a fun game. Oh, and because it was like the weather was horrible. Well, they must have had some probation or something. Was something going on? There's like asterisks. Uh, I don't. At that time, they weren't on probation. Maybe it was like retro. You know what I mean? Like they they got, but like they went three and uh, eight, one and seven on the field. That was the Josh Booty. They started playing Josh Booty. He came back from baseball and he was playing quarterback. They lost to everyone but San Jose State, North Texas, and Arkansas. How about that? Yikes. 99 Arkansas? They were ranked 17th at the time. All right, real quick, because I know you're going to run out of time in a minute. You're about to have a busy day. It's NBA trade deadline day. Big de- I don't know if it's going to be busy for us. <laughs> Big deal last night with uh, the Suns. They get Kevin Durant. How does that change things? Well, it. I don't know. Like I, I keep wondering, does this make them the favorite in the West? Ooh. <sighs> Because the West is a situation where I think Denver's really good. I do too. But Denver has a problem in that we've not seen them do it. And Denver, through honestly really no fault of anyone, just injuries, like injury luck, they, like, they, I think what, they went to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, they have this weird reality of they've, they've not gotten over the hump and really haven't gotten there. So, I don't know if you can call them the favorite, even though I think they're the best roster still. Then after that, I mean, the Grizzlies have real problems right now. Um, Like the Grizzlies have not only injury problems, but they're also, you're, you're starting to realize like the roster construction isn't great. Um, I think Ja is in the LeBron, the LeBron territory of every single person around Ja has to be able to shoot. And they do not have that, particularly on the wing. So then, I mean, we we all agree the Kings are fun to watch, but do any of us believe in the Kings in a playoff series? No, I okay. don't. Nope. Let's let's keep going. Uh, if anyone can kill a team in three months, it's Kyrie. So, fingers crossed, uh, he'll take out Dallas. Um, what they do last night? They won last night, right? They did win last night, like pretty convincingly. Same thing with the Clippers. Like, I don't know. 
are we sure Kawhi and Paul George are still Kawhi and Paul George? Because my instinct right now is that they're names that you know, but I don't really know if they're like carry a team through the playoffs. PG's really good, but but Kawhi's falling off. But is PG still like in his prime? No, but he's a really good player. Well, I think Kawhi's a really good player, but I think it's I think their reputation is better than their actual production. By the way, I think Denver's going to make a deal today. They're going to shore up their front court a little bit, get well, add, add a little the, depth. This will be the first time Zach Kleiman in Memphis is going to have to answer, like, hey, everyone around you got better. Why didn't you? And honestly, I think, gun to my head, I think I'd do what he's doing. I think for them to – they're going to end up – they would end up having to pay – like, the, the example I gave yesterday on the show is they're basically going to – buy a C-class Mercedes and pay for a fully loaded E-class. So I don't necessarily think it's a, it's a, it's a wrong decision, but he's going to have to answer why, why did everybody else around you get better and you did nothing? Yeah. Cause the, I'm reading here expectation in Denver is they're going to acquire tar and Prince from um, Minnesota today, shooting 47.9% from the floor, almost 39% from three. You add another well, perimeter what, weapon to that team and you, you give them just a little have, bit more. What do we have to do to get OG and an OB's agent? Cause I went in on that. People have built him up to be this difference maker that I don't see when I watch him on the floor. I think he's a good player, right? No, that's not the question. The question is not if he's a good player, they're talking about Neil three firsts for OG and an OB. No way. Who like, and then, like, that's the thing. Like, people people here want Kleiman to do that. If Kleiman doesn't do that, I'm not faulting him. No, you can't trade all your draft capital away for OG Ananobi and then it doesn't take you anywhere in the playoffs. And you look back and you're like, well, we just wasted our draft capital. At least Phoenix gave up all their draft capital and they walked away with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, yes. For, for, three, more, for three seasons. Correct. But, boy, they traded a bunch. Did you – I was also arguing with one of my coaching buddies. You know, maybe we need to think about Izzo a little differently because for all the jokes about like he just if he sees a tall guy, just puts him in the paint and tells him to get your back to the basket. That guy being able to keep Gilbert donating and what's this guy, Matt, the guy that just bought the Suns. Ishba. The fact that he was able to like to 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 just take money from both of them while they both hate each other. Like, I do think, I think we should tip our cap to them. That's, that's good understanding of the program. You got any big hot takes on the Super Bowl? I can't even decide if I'm going to make myself watch it. I'm completely checked out of this game. I have no interest in it whatsoever from any personal level. So I had to, I had to have that same discussion with myself. And I realized like in the end, I'm the problem. Like, you know, me and LeBron and Taylor Swift, like, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Um, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. But this is, like, I'm not excited about it either. But I started thinking about it. But the last, this is like once out of every four years, you're probably not excited about the matchup. Like, think about, think about in the 90s and the early parts of the 2000s. Like, how often were you pumped about the Super Bowl matchup? can't remember that far back i'm too old it's uh, it's not that many the the one if you want the hot take i did think about this on sunday 
Do we miss the Patriots? Ooh, no. I think you're wrong because right or wrong, they gave us a reason to care. I cheered for the freaking Seattle Seahawks one year. But Neil, but Neil's not drumming up that because he doesn't like the Chiefs, but he still can't find himself to just root for the Eagles and pull against Kansas City. Well, that's because that's the Sirianni factor. Maybe it is. I don't Sirianni know. Is awful. I want to yeah. like the Eagles in this game, but I don't. And, and let's let's be real. There's something about the Jalen Hurts narrative that's just disgusting. Agreed, one thousand percent. That's a huge part of. That's a huge part of it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I can't even find myself to root for AJ. I really can't. I mean, I, 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 it's Sirianni for me. I just don't want him to be happy. I, I want to be clear to all Miss people. I do not root against AJ. I just find myself not being happy for him. I don't, it's not like I'm, this isn't a Herbert situation where I'm rooting against him. I mean, I I'm for AJ. I would love for AJ to win the MVP because in 15 years on this job, I've called rivals one time, yeah. one time and said, you're wrong and said, you're wrong on this rating. I don't, I, I'm, I'm telling you you're wrong. Because I've always said, I don't know how like people go, well, they, they don't they do the thing with Ole Miss rankings. Well, if you had an Alabama offer, it'd be a seven star. I'm like, ah, whatever. I mean, look at they're putting eight million people in the league. Shut up. And then I watched AJ Brown in person. You watched yeah. him play Oxford that night. You called me and went, Oh, oh and there's a dude here. They were in there's, Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they played, yeah, and I was like, whoa. Oh, that's right. It was a Jamboree thing. Yeah. And then I watched him in the state championship. So I saw him twice in person and I called because rivals had him as a four star. And I called and I said, 
look, I've never done this, and I'll probably never do it again, but you're but wrong. You're wrong. And they're like, well, he, whatever. I said, no, 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 here's what I want. I want you to send me the clips of the five stars because if there's 25 players better than this guy, then holy shit, I want to see them. And they're like, well, you know what? No, no, no. You, he's a, that's, if that dude's not a five star, there is no five star. Well, Neil. And I subsequently found out it was just Mike Farrell. And I would say, in fairness to Mike Farrell, he did not get drafted in the first round. Oh, he didn't. And, and, and that's a, shows you that scouting is imperfect, that the NFL is imperfect. It's one of the things, I'm glad you said that because I've had people come back and go, well, you people at Rivals are morons. I'm like, well, yeah, there's certainly a moron factor to it, but the NFL misses too. My thing is, he got paid. So, like, that's what, that, like, if we're talking about like the, oh, I'm happy, it's like, he got paid. So I'm happy there. I just can't, I don't know. There's something about the Eagles. Have y'all noticed that Jalen Hurts is also like rebranding himself literally as Michael Jordan? He's like doing the one earring, like the hoop earring. Have y'all noticed this? No. Or is it just me? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, but he's doing it. What was your opinion on Hurts at Alabama? Same thing. I, okay. I don't think he can throw. I mean, did you ever I, I, watch Jalen Hurts at Alabama and go, that dude is awesome? No, I'll tell you what, I, I watched him and I thought the same. Because remember, I was the guy that invented the the Jalen Hurts progression. Uh, first read, fail right, throw it out of bounds. So are you pulling I mean, for Kansas City? I think I am. Oh, oh. God. At least, at least I know Patrick Mahomes is great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, he is. There are, but... there, every time I watch him play, I'm just like, damn, he's good. Like, But he's insufferable. He's not. It's the it's his it's wife. People around and him and how brother. everyone treats him. He's, he really is not insufferable. But yes, the don't get me wrong. I hate Jackson Mahomes as much as any human being alive. Like I I I like to think I was on the front lines of hating that guy. I don't hold and, his brother against him because that's not his fault. But the wife, I'm with you on the wife. He She's, picked her, but he did shut her up this year. I guess he got everybody in line this year. I guess so. Hey man, I'm about to have to deal with it here in Memphis. The Jaws got Jaws got a problem. You know the Grizzlies kind of have a problem. They're a little. But, they're, uh, they're, ja has a Ja has a T problem, and he has a, a everyone around him problem. Yeah, and then you've got like Dylan Brooks doing his stuff, and you, what you want to say is you got, did get. But in fairness to Dylan, he got booed in his own place. And first off, if I could hit Donovan Nut- Mitchell in the nuts, I would. <laughs> But here's not, my here's my thing with the here's my thing with the Grizzlies. You can't act like you're there before no, you're there. No, I listen. I've taken heat locally for saying this. It's I'm fine with, from a personal perspective, the amount that they talk. It's better for me. Sure. You know why? Because it, in the end, it's like wrestling. People want to watch them, and so that's good for me. If you want to watch them, you want to hear about them. So that's awesome. But. Their mouths wrote checks that they couldn't cash. Now, I would also say this. A lot of the talking is just Ja. And the and Ja has put a lot of his teammates in bad spots where Ja says all this and they, you know what I mean? Ja's the leader, so you got to follow him. Yeah, Ja it's, says, hey, the only team we're scared of is the Celtics. So the only team we have to respect is the Celtics or whatever. And it's like, dude. So sudden that becomes the, you know, at, at a certain point, like he's the party. And you know Steph and Clay and Draymond are going to read that. 
100%. And you're just going to fuel them. And look, as much as you hate the Warriors, and I hate the Warriors, and God, I hate the Warriors, they've done it. Four times. They've got the hardware. Two of which I count. Yeah, they won two without KD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hurt KD's feelings and stole him away, one with him, and then, well, and then sent him away KD. and one without him. They got KD. In the end, this whole Brooklyn falling apart thing was by the Warriors, Draymond and the Warriors cheapening Durant's championships. He got his feelings hurt last summer. KD gets protected. KD gets protected by basketball media more than any player in the league. Um, He's underachieved in Oklahoma City. More than anyone. More than any player in the league, he gets propped up. He's a great player. But what has he done? What has he done? He couldn't beat the Warriors in Oklahoma City, so he quit. Not to go to Boston or Washington or someplace, San Antonio. Nope. He quit to go to the team that beat him. He wins two with them. If your argument's player, I'm good with that. The person that gets propped up more than anyone is Steve Kerr because of politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about players. Yeah. Yeah, they they prop Kerr up because he's super liberal and very outspoken and and they they prop him up. Yeah, they love him and and all that. Same reason they they go after Kyrie the way they do and it, it's it's whatever. Well, they don't want to go after Kyrie, but then when Kyrie Kyrie's back stance. Yes, that's that's, but that's my in point. The, in the end, the actual thing that is harmful and disgusting about Kyrie is his opinion on the Jews. Of course, but and he's taking more, he still took more heat for his vaccination status. Of course. Took tons of heat for it. Took tons of heat for it. But KD... He's clearly shown to have a hateful heart towards Jewish people. That's a problem with me personally. I understand. I don't care. I don't care how he feels about whether or not he got a vax. Because, by the way, is he dead? Or or am I... No, he's still alive, right? Kyrie, he's still alive. I mean, history says he was right. So, on, on on the vax part. But here's back to KD for a minute. They prop him up, and they prop him up, and they prop him up, and nobody ever goes, hey, you disassembled a lot of rosters to put this roster together that you wanted in Brooklyn. You had a young coach fired because that wasn't the coach you wanted. You did all these things, and at the end of the day, nobody wants about Brooks, the In fairness, I, I don't think Brooks is that good of a coach. No, it's, but it's not about that. It's he got everything he wanted. You wanted James Harden. You got him. The problem is he has done what LeBron does, but at least LeBron LeBron did give every place he's been championships, at least one. But he does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but follow me here. He asked for Harden. He got him. Harden's gone. He wouldn't play with Kyrie. Kyrie's gone. Now KD's gone. He goes and walks into the office over the course of the last couple of days. You can tell the people in Brooklyn were like, we're sick of all of you guys. Because the moment that Kyrie's like, I want to get traded, they're like, cool, we're trading you. And then a minute, the minute KD comes in and goes, yeah, you know, I'm not sure that I like the direction. See you. It's just tough for me to feel sorry for Joe Psy. Like, on the one hand, I respect being like, hey, Kyrie wants to go to L.A., so the only place you can't trade him is L.A., but Joe Sy is such a hypocrite. But but Durant's so Durant's in Phoenix now, though. Follow me here, Jeffrey. He's in Phoenix now in a West that's wide open and super winnable. And he's got Chris Paul and he's got Devin Booker and he's got DeAndre Ayton. He's got the team, got players. So if he can't deliver a championship for Phoenix, this is yet another failure for him, right? Yeah, probably. But I mean, I think this is less of a failure because he's 34. Okay. 
I mean, he's 34 with what? How many injuries? Achilles and I mean, the Achilles is a big thing. I mean, I mean he's got the foot problems that seem to have gone away. I think he has bigger failures than if he doesn't win a title in Phoenix, which I suspect he probably won't. I think he has bigger failures. No, the failure was, I mean, I get, I get people blast me because I'm a thunder person, but he, his failure was Oklahoma city. Correct. And it's one that he can't live down. There's there's just nothing softer. Like he can, he can spin it however he wants. We can do player empowerment. We can all as a human being agree. One of the softest moves to do is I can't beat them. So I'm just going to go play for them. Like that's just, yeah, the, you talk about the people around players, the people around Kevin Durant, let that happen. And they failed him because yeah. historically we were they talking, got. we were talking about this the other day with LeBron breaking the record. And you look at scoring numbers. There are only five people in the history of the game that put up scoring averages like LeBron. It's, it's Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, LeBron, and Kevin Durant. And yet, no one thinks of Kevin Durant in that category. I mean, in the two championships are considered like as cheap as possible. Of course, yeah. It's not like LeBron going back to Cleveland and winning a title. That was like and, and going to L.A. and putting well, the Lakers bubble. on his back. It was a bubble, but still half the title. I, I don't know if it's a half. It's like its own thing. So anyway. So what you got today? You're just watching the deadline and bitching about the Grizzlies until the deadline, and then after? Is that? I can't decide. I can't decide if I want them to make a move or not make a move. I think it's better for me if they don't make a move. Listen, I'm 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 open at this point. I'm an open book. I root for whatever's best for me. Well, of course, you're on radio. You got to talk four hours every day. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it, 100. Hey, thanks for the time, as always. Oh, he, he might have been up the gun a little there. Um, <clears throat> Jeffrey Wright, as always, joining us there. Yeah, I have not, and I haven't looked around a ton, I have not seen that talking point of it's simply another super team. and It could be out there, but I have not seen that story not this yet. morning. They protect him. Of, hey, look, we've got dudes. They protect him. They they for what? It wasn't the little engine that could out in Phoenix. No. I mean, a year a year ago, weren't they like the one seed or two? So like they were, yeah, they were hell of a regular season team. Far removed from a finals appearance. So if he can't win with these guys, it's always be, somebody else's. No fault. matter what his ring total ends up being, he's going to be known as an elite scorer, but not one of the top whatever of all time. Whatever your number is, the people around him failed him. He couldn't rein them in. Don't get me wrong. He had every reason to leave Oklahoma City, but that was the one place you couldn't go. Yeah. The one person in that in, at the table when they were having those conversations and they were off in Hyannisport or wherever they were, where someone had to say, hey, you can't do this. You can go to San Antonio. Go to Dallas. Go to Washington. Washington. Say, hey, I'm going home. The Celtics wanted him. Go to Boston. Actually, might have been. That. And what would have made sense for him was Let's do this. Let's take the Thunders deal. Let's put some clauses in it. Let's run it back another year or two. Maybe even whisper in Sam Presti's ear, trade Russ. But I want to win a title there. And then I'll bolt. Because then you can be like, LeBron. LeBron wins a title in Cleveland, leaves for 
L.A. and everybody's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. But LeBron's title in Cleveland solidified him. Makes it where his... He's covered un- up the Miami stuff. It's unquestionable at this point. Yeah. Read a story this morning where... Um, I was going to say, we got to get off this NBA thing. We're going to get crucified. Woo. It's February 9th. Uh, two Ole Miss players in the uh, 20 sleepers for the NFL draft this morning. Story from the oh. uh, the Athletic. Jonathan Mingo, one of those. Zach Evans. The, uh, nope. Nope. Nick Broker. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Mingo says that uh, the story... Says he runs routes a lot like Michael Wilson at Stanford does, only he's bigger, longer, and stronger. His 76 and a quarter inch wingspan was among the top numbers at the Senior Bowl, and like Wilson, he's able to carry his weight with ease. Often moves like 180 pounder without giving up any of his play strength, if not for a foot injury that required multiple surgeries and cost him seven games in 2021. Mingo might already be in the league. The injury history will be something evaluators have to investigate fully. However, the talent is undeniable. There about Jonathan Mingo. Lane said that about Jonathan last year that had he not gotten hurt, he'd have been in the league. Yeah. They got an extra year out of him. And then uh, on Broker, he's listed as one of the offensive linemen on this uh, thing. I guess it's 20 total sleepers at all positions. Was it my imagination, or did he play some center in the senior bowl? I don't know the answer to that. I haven't read this paragraph. Maybe it tells me in a second. Uh, Broker and BYU's Brake Freeland were the most athletic offensive linemen at the senior bowl. Broker was the most more explosive of the two. His speed at the snap was good enough to make up for play strength issues as he also was able to fire off the ball and climb to the second level before linebackers could properly ID a play. Broker's not a mauler, but in his own scheme, tucked next to a mauler, he could really be effective. While a lack of length and strength will be issues throughout the process, his, his movement skills are there. So. I don't know why. Maybe he was just playing guard, but for some reason I thought I saw him playing some center in that game. I wasn't paying attention to the game. I had it on, yeah, but I wasn't really watching at all because it's the senior bowl. But it looked like he was... Um, the senior bowl week is more... Yeah, a bigger yeah. deal than the Senior Bowl game. And I watched, I did watch some of the practices, and you could tell that he was impressing. Not surprised. No, 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 no. When you excel at the SEC level for as long as he did at different positions, you're legit. A couple of news and notes from the day. Uh, Brock Purdy, this is not a surprise necessarily, but he is going to get the surgery there on his uh, on his torn up elbow. Should be healthy in time for training camp. Team source told the athletic his health plays a crucial role, obviously, in their plans for quarterback next year as they try to figure out what to do with him and Trey Lance and the whole deal. It's like deja vu. Is all your over money him. on him? I don't know. It's Tommy John. I don't know how that affects quarterbacks. If you're a baseball player, you're out a year. So he's back for training camp? That's August. He's having the surgery at the end of February. I don't know. Feels quick. But you have less money in him than anybody else. So will that matter or will you play the guy? I mean, give him time. I guess you play Lance another year. Unless you think you can trade for a vet and bail you for you. Do you trade for Derek Carr? Let Derek Carr have it for a year? Would Derek Carr do that? Knowing Brock Purdy's that Purdy's there? Does nah, Derek Carr go in the New Orleans? The Saints are the only people that have spoken out about him so far. Now there's time, but. You talking yourself into Derek Carr? I don't know. Getting the jersey How ready? How cheap is it? As you said, they're not winning the Super Bowl. So Derek Carr would at least make my Sundays more entertaining because they're not going to go 3-14 and 14 with Derek, Derek Carr. You're going to win some football games. Yeah. I can Look at you. I you can get, spend six weeks convincing myself they can go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. You getting the black jersey or the white one? 
Oh, the white one. Always the white like jersey. the white one. Yeah, I like yeah. the white Very rarely too. do I get the black jersey. I've got a few black jerseys, but <laughs> typically the white jersey. That's the... <laughs> Shows you what I feel like the Saints players. I typically will just go with like the retro stuff more than the current players. Yeah. You kind of go... I mean, everybody did the Breeze thing, but beyond that... feel pretty safe with like Ricky Jackson. Yeah, there's no doubt. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot too. Hey, 1980, you know, 1978 Archie jersey. Okay, like that one's that one's good. Like, we can put the number eight on and be all right. Jeremy Shockey. Look, I've got some random ass jerseys over the years with Saints players who you thought might might be something, oh. and they did not. They did not turn out that. I uh, can't make fun. I've got Cubs jerseys that I'm like, why did I get that one? What's the most weird one? Jock Jones. Yeah, but there was something to that one. Yeah, you had a purpose behind yeah, that. You, that was karma. You couldn't say that, and then he hits the home run, and you don't buy the jersey. You had to follow through with the. Oh, absolutely. The universe would not. Well, can you imagine if I'd not gotten the jersey? I think my most obscure one ever was uh, Troy Davis. It was a running back from Iowa State oh. that played for the Saints for <laughs> two or three years there. That is pretty obscure. Yeah, my first ever one was Wayne Martin, their nose tackle in the early nineties when they had the dome patrol. Well, he was a good player. Yeah, that was fine. That's that. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I have a Troy Davis jersey somewhere. I don't I don't know where it is, but I've had some buddies borrow some Saints jerseys. They have not wanted to borrow Troy Davis. When I put the list out of what would you like to take up for the He was a Heisman finalist at Iowa State. I had a Rick Wilkins jersey at one point. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he did have one really good year. Hit forty home runs one year. Probably was juiced, but that Cardinals jersey you had to wear that day, who was it? What number was it? David Freeze. Was it? Yeah. Was Freeze, Was that part of the deal? It had to be a Freeze jersey? Or it just had to be, be a Cardinal anybody? jersey. And they picked it. I had to wear it for a week. Did you have to wear it for a week? Yeah, I hated that jersey. Because day one is when it flooded in the IPF. Yeah. Signed. Yeah. Okay. And it was Houston Nutt couldn't understand the jersey. Oh, really? Yeah. Houston was a Cardinals fan, and when the Cardinals were playing the Dodgers in a playoff series, I wore a Dodgers jersey, and it pissed him off. Did he, it really? He hated me. God, I didn't know that, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, he hated me. He goes, oh, you're bandwagon? I'm like, no, I just want them to lose. That's <laughs> where so you kind of want to go. I'm actually very rooted in my Cardinals hatred, actually. That's not bandwagon at all. That is, like, a, that is a long-term commitment that I have against the Cardinals. It's, it's, it's the Dodgers and LSI, Houston. Moron. We mentioned them yesterday, and I don't know why I'm going to mention women's basketball two days in a row, but uh, did you see where UConn lost last night? And it is the first time since 1993 they've lost back-to-back games. No shit. 93. They lost to unranked Marquette last they night. They've not lost back-to-back in 30 years? That's correct, yes. Damn. 1993. Tip your hat. That's a run. That's a run. Poof. Well, but they spent 20 years with only like two teams able to beat them, Tennessee and Baylor. I mean... I get it, but... I mean, I, I know everybody has a bad week. Yeah, somebody in the conference gets you one day. You know, flu runs through the locker room for a week or two. Speaking you know. of this, I they said this on the on one of the telecasts of the men's games I was I was watching last night. LSU South Carolina is this weekend in women's basketball. Both teams undefeated. Yeah, some of the tickets going for two thousand dollars. Where's the game? I think it's in Columbia. Damn. Yeah. They said last night on ESPN that tickets were as high as $2,000 for Gamecocks and Tigers this weekend. Why? Okay. I mean, whatever. 
Oh, I mean, it's your money. Do what you want. I'm kind of interested. It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday. You need something to watch. I don't need something that bad. Hey, you need something to watch. <laughs> The, the waste management open is going to be going on a little earlier in the day. Are they got- killing all the Iron Chef America reruns? What's the deal? What does the Food Network put on during the Super Bowl? Usually a bunch of competitions. What does ESPN run in the Super Bowl? They surrender at bowling. You know, they used to do that at noon on Sundays every week. You yeah. get bowling or billiards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to go completely with a 180 on something <laughs> some random dude might want to watch. That's Professional what- badminton. Yeah. Cornhole. Yeah. We'll yeah. do some professional cornhole. You ever watch that? I'm pretty impressed by it, honestly. Yeah. It's I'm, really, cornhole is that deal where if you allow yourself 10 minutes of that, an hour later, you're still watching going, this is the guy that. Of the obscure sports, <laughs> billiards is by far the one that will captivate me the most. I can sit there and watch pool for hours and hours and hours and hours. I played as hunt as a kid and it's like fascinating yeah, to yeah. me. I mean, I could watch billiards for hours, um, but cornhole can, it can get you. It's kind of intoxicating. Yeah, It'll there's a certain like, oh, because yeah. you'll see where him say, "Hey, right here, we got a, we got a moment." Like, let's. Have you seen the sport where they, they the ball against the trampoline, and it's like four people. It's like they slam the ball against the trampoline, and you have to hit it back. And I, I I've watched. Oh the, yeah yeah yeah, you're diving. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah I don't yeah. understand it. No, like, I don't get that one. I um, can't figure out the rules. ESPN went with professional tag this year. So saw that. Yeah, played basically freeze tag with each other. Yeah. Um. The only one of those obscure things that I can't watch because I don't know how to keep score is darts. Because I know nothing about the scoring system for darts. Yeah, I don't either. So it makes, I mean, I, I don't, they'll miss the bullseye on purpose. And I'm like, well, I don't understand. Isn't that the the goal is to get the, to get the whatever? Spike ball is what they're saying. That Spike up. ball. Yeah. The puppy bowl will obviously be on. Yes, you can. Yeah, I'm not $2,000 interested. Don't get me wrong. I'm not traveling to colonial on on sunday but. but you're also not turning on the pregame for the super bowl at two o'clock and getting locked in no i will i mean look i know what's going to happen i'm going to watch golf and golf is going to end around five o'clock and then i will flip over and watch the super bowl i'm not gonna go i mean i'm not i don't have any party scheduled i'm not gonna go like make sure the nachos are right Mm-mm. you cooking anything i haven't even thought about it like seriously it's seriously, I mean, this is not even a plug. I literally might go grab some ribs from the Oxford Exxon and call it a night and just have something and let it be what it is. No, I... I, I usually make Rotel or whatever, and yeah. Carson's like, can we do something better than Rotel? And I'm like, yeah. Like, and I found, like this, I found this like smoked beer cheese, but I don't want that laying around the house. Just make enough for that. Yeah, just one That night. outing. Yeah. I usually do wings. I don't feel like doing wings. Yeah, we smoked wings here one year. Yeah. A few years ago. I'm just kind of blah on the game as a whole. Maybe by Sunday I'll be like, ah, it's the Super Bowl. It's the last football game for a while. Might as well watch it. But I don't I don't know. If it's if it's a blah game, I'll be checked out super fast. This is going around the uh, the internet this morning, nine oh seven, so three minutes ago. Just had multiple people send it to me. Okay. Um, apparently free, and uh, maybe it's a Photoshop. I don't. I have no idea. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, there appears to be Freeze wearing a shirt that has like the SEC thing, except his is WAP. I did see that. And um, Lane has now quote tweeted it. It says, "Do you know what that stands for, pal? Might want to ask Cardi B at Hugh Freeze. Shake of head." 
It's W A R though, right? I think it has been. Is it been photoshopped? It it looks like a P on the screen that I see. But again, <laughs> I've I, I know five seconds ago is the first time I've seen this. So if I'm, I don't know if it has been altered or not. I'm putting it out there. I have no clue. The one that I thought I saw him wearing yesterday had W A R, like for War Eagle. Well, that would make sense. But why? Okay. Why wear a shirt that looks exactly like the shirts that Kiffin wears and just change the letters? You 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 have your own design, people. Just come up with something different. Kiffin did the sip thing. Yeah. You don't have to do war. And it is funny, the Photoshop. Well, do W D E. But you can do a different design where it's not obvious that you're copying. That week's going to be a bad week. You just go ahead and... I mean, it's going to be a fun week for us, but that week is going to be a vitriolic, tense week. Boy, look, I mean, not making fun. I mean, grind, it's it's, it's where they, it's where everybody's at right now, and why this week is going to be crazy, he goes with the way he's recruiting here, wherever he wants. I mean, that's that's the collision that this is headed toward. Yeah. And it's... Seems to me that Lane Kiffin has something personal against Hugh Freeze. And I think, Seems? And I think I know what it is. Seems? And it's really making for an interesting time. I mean, the one that... That one is funny, but I mean, the one right after he got hired when he did the I would respond, but I know you can't respond back because his Twitter wasn't taken away from him, was... I shouldn't do this. I'm asking. By getting personal with Freeze, it does make you ask, why are you so personal about this? And there aren't a whole lot of pop possible options. Well, because it's more, it's so much more, and, and obviously Freeze is on Twitter and, and out in public a little more, but it's so much more direct than even the Jimbo thing. He'll say a team. Totally. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, totally. We all know he hates Jimbo, but it's, it's not usually well, I mean, completely. Like I mean, he front face has a little fun with Brian Kelly, right? He he he. Yeah, has fun with everybody, whatever. But, but, but this is personal. Why? No, it's been much sharper. It's personal. I never took like the little barbs at Brian Kelly or Sam Pittman, or for example, as yeah, no, playing. Yeah, he's whatever. But this is different. No, this is. Is this because Hugh Freeze was one of the sources that got the Auburn stuff out a little more than it was supposed to get out? Because, listen, you can say what you want, but Sokolov wasn't making that up. That wasn't John waking up on a Monday going, you know what I'm going to do today? No. Not how it works. I mean, there's a Just, lot. there's a lot there. There are. There is. Yeah. We got a few months. About eight. The problem that week for us is going to be people are going to say, I want to know the truth, and you don't exactly know the truth, but when you guess at what you think the truth is, it's going to make people mad.
because there's that group out there that goes, the whole Auburn thing was a media narrative and nothing more. And you can't convince them otherwise. To me, this is evidence that it was a lot more than a media narrative. Because he doesn't go after anybody like this. Yeah, I was just scanning this Twitter right now. Yeah. That game's going to be ugly. Yeah. Talk about fans. Yeah, no, the whole stuff. Players probably not, but. Not 08 Arkansas, but the next stage. No. no. I don't think so, because that was. They were throwing urine at us. Yeah. No, it was different. Yeah, that, that was a whole. You know, and four years later, you're like, I get it. I understood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Houston, the Houston nut chant was not going yeah. on in 10 and 11 yeah. the way it was in 8 and 9. I can't remember someone saying they won't be chanting that in a couple of years. Truer words. Everybody said it. Lane would not have fit at Auburn. Hugh does all the hokey, weird stuff that Auburn people want. Sure. That Kiffin won't do. But man. Off and running and we got eight eight months. Who plays Ole Miss the week after Auburn? Ole Miss is 2023 football schedule. Auburn is on October 21st, mm-hmm. Saturday in Auburn, Alabama. Yep. They return home the next week to play Vanderbilt at home. They got a little gift there. Yeah, but give me the points. Got a little gift there. Give me the doors and the points. A&M coming in the next week. Give me the doors and the points. Ole Miss will win the game, but it won't be a mauling. Yeah. They won't be locked in. You'll take the plus 18 or whatever. Oh, it is. All day. Yeah. You give me Vanderbilt plus 16 and a half, and I'll just spend that money. 31 21 final. Something like that. Sloppy. Not particularly locked in. Yep. They'll be locked in to go to Auburn. And Auburn would be locked in for them. Make no mistake. Like I said, just get get the popcorn I don't that, know, that I, week. I don't know who Auburn's got the week before or the week after Ole Miss, but I'll be checking out those betting lines because Hugh is bad guilty of getting the the game. Yeah, the This is the game and locking in on that game for about three weeks. Yeah. I guess that was all the trade yesterday. I was trying to see if we missed anything that was up. Grind says over. Lane won't join them in the prayer after the game. No. Well, they do the prayer before the game. Yeah. As soon as they get in a perfect circle and they make sure all the media is there to tweet it out so that they can use it as a recruiting tool. They probably play after the game, too. They probably do a prayer after the game. Yeah. I think most teams do prayers before the game, but most of them do it in a locker room. They do. In the sanctity of a locker room before they head out to the field. They do. Not so much here. Carson's team does a pregame prayer circle. I've yet to see them tweet it out. You should tweet it out. You could help. I guess I could. You probably have more followers than any other parent there, so you could (laughs) help them out with the be over the PR. I've just never seen Oxford soccer tweet out the prayer circle. We got a few months before they start back up. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) 
think you're missing an opportunity, frankly. Maybe so. <clears throat> That's how I feel about it. The Aaron Rodgers. Ga- the Golden Gate Bridge is really a pretty uh, I bridge. Keep forgetting it. it is a really pretty bridge, it though. Is. Uh, last thing, Aaron Rodgers is going to play next year, right? I think so. This feels like I really want attention. Yeah. I'm going to go put myself in a completely dark house for four days and then come out with a decision. I mean, okay. Okay. But couldn't you just watch some Netflix and make the decision over four days too? Look, if you need four days to make a decision, you've already made the decision. I mean, does he want to go to the Jets? Does he want to go to the Dolphins? What does he want to do? Figure it out. He wasn't that good last year. Truth is, Father Time looked like he was starting to take a bite. And that's not a criticism. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was a great quarterback. But he's almost 40. Yeah. People don't play into their 40s. That's where I give a lot of credit to like John Elway, Dan Marino. They knew, hey, I'm done. I'm going to walk away. Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. I'm done. And the next thing went, nope, not going to chance it. We're not going to do this anymore. Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, I probably pushed this a year too long. I'm done. And Drew Brees clearly misses football. You can see it. Yeah. Dude, it was his life. I understood Tom Brady. I got it. Yeah. People, People be like, well, Giselle, he wakes up every morning next to Giselle. I'm like, stop. He's played football all of his life. This is his. This is who he is. I totally got it. But there just comes a point where you, you can't do it anymore at that level. And I think Rodgers is probably there. It hits everybody. And so if you're the Jets, how much capital will you trade for Aaron Rodgers? Does he? Because it's only worth it if he wins the Super Bowl. If you're the Dolphins, it's only worth it if he wins a Super Bowl. You know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl? How lucky you have to get to win a Super Bowl? Literally go through almost every team that has won a Super Bowl, and you're like, boy, that was a lucky play. And without that play, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Look at the Bills. The Bills have been so good the last two years, they can't get there. The Bengals, the window was wide open. By the way, the talk out of Cincinnati is that Burrow is going to sign a very team-friendly contract. To help build? Yep. Burt Bacharach died. 94. Singer. Struggling? Okay. All right. Anyway. I mean, I knew it was even before you a little bit too, but I thought we'd get a little more reaction there. But okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, No idea. Okay. It's all good. I mean, <laughs> you put me like on, on what's it, Jeopardy and music for a thousand, I'm yeah. in trouble. None. Yeah. No. I'm not risking. Let's not do this. Yeah. Trivial Pursuit. Pop culture. What is Michael Jackson? Yeah. Who is Michael Jackson? Yeah. Who is Prince? We did that and we were close here. It's all over the place. Uh, we're pre-recorded hand raised guys as we do this time of year, by the way. So you will get a show tonight, tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I talked to Chris Easterling, Akron Beacon Journal. We talked about Deshaun Watson, the Browns, the NFL. It was a really good uh, conversation. I enjoyed it. We'll have that 
I'm going to talk baseball with somebody. I don't okay. know. We'll figure it out in the next couple of hours. Uh, might be up tonight. It might be up tomorrow morning early. We'll okay. we'll see. I don't know. Uh, when I was in, I did Scholars Bowl when I was in high school, and we got into a thing where uh, it was like the state tournament or whatever, and the category was like Russian ballet or something. Yeah. And seriously, the four of us looked at each other, and every single question we went, Barishnikov. <laughs> and we answered the same to every question. It was like, that's all I got. I, I got nothing else. I, I, I know nothing. That's 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 where we are so who is ivan drago yeah yeah, yeah. i was like okay uh, beats me so all right i uh, appreciate jeffrey if we do every single thursday we take up a lot of his time prior to his first of two shows and his big uh every day ton of time on the air he's uh he's all over the airwaves in memphis so appreciate him we'll have that for you either again tonight or in the morning Ole miss south carolina noon on saturday from the pavilion and back with you on monday take care Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.